In an enormous nest lined with soft, tawny feathers, the prince of this island sits, knees drawn close to their chest, watching the sea. They close their glassy black eyes and begin to hum, rocking side to side as the sounds of the waves beat a backing track against this island's stony beach. It brings back a pleasant memory. You will come to understand, the prince repeats out loud. They can't help but wonder if this prophecy has come true for their visitor. A storm is brewing in the distance. The prince cannot hear its voice, but they know it has a powerful will and a mind of its own. The eagle comes home to his roost, and the prince moves aside to make room for his huge, warm body. At the end, all we have is one another. Welcome to Sword of Symphonies. I am your host, your king, your giant bird. It's me, Cat. Hi, Hello, Cat. Cat. With me today, we have Return of the Giant Bird, Nick. Hi, I am. I guess I'm kind of a giant bird. Most birds are bipedal, and I'm much larger than your average bird, so that would qualify as giant. Yeah. We have Return of the Giant Bird, Kathleen. Heck yeah, I'm a giant bird. And we have Return of the Giant Bird, Kirsten. That's me. I'm that one. How are we all doing today? Pretty good. Today's been pretty good. Yeah. A little, little warm, but not as bad as last week. Yeah. Previously on Sword of Symphonies, the party left the old capital with the Shadow Monarch taking the form of an enormous black horse and pulling a covered wagon full of food. They made their way across the veldt and... Cobb sang a song for everyone, which not only greatly impressed everyone present, we all agree it was wonderful, but also attracted the interest of a nearby noble demon, a creature by the name of the Grand General of the Southern Peak. The Grand General seemed confused and upset and highly disoriented, and, well, it was about time to stop for a meal anyway though the Shadow Monarch would have stopped for a meal at literally any point. So it became time to camp. Tissa heated up some rocks instead of lighting a fire because we didn't quite trust the ground to make good fire. And that is where we find ourselves. Sot is sitting between the Shadow Monarch and Cobb, as far away from the Grand General as possible. Gideon is seated next to Tissa, just genuinely kind of getting her hands all into the cooking process. And slowly, because it takes a long time in flat places, and listener, if you take nothing else away from this podcast, take this away. Sunset takes forever on the plains. But it does begin to happen. The sky begins to dim. I think as the sky dims, some creatures approach from the veldt. You can see them from a while away. Well, not as far away as you would imagine. They seem to just, like the Grand General, appear from behind a tree too narrow to conceal them. They're a pair of enormous, hulking, rust-colored bears that very slowly emerge from behind the trees and sit down next to the Grand General. Oh. I, I think Penelope just kind of gives them a 
slightly hesitant wave like, Oh, hey, there's bears right at our camp. Hello. They don't seem to notice or acknowledge. They just settle in next to the Grand General. Oh, you have, um, attendants? Um, you're demons, I assume. Mm, he nods, yes. Are they the only regulars you have, or? Perhaps. Mm, I could have more, if I wish. I like these two. Mm. Do they have names? Damon's kind of settle in on the ground on either side and he rests his forearms on them like they're like the arms of an enormous rusty couch. How are Polly and uh, Amber reacting to the bears? Pollyanna can recognize that these aren't bear because Pollyanna is a boreal creature. Pollyanna knows what a bear smells like. Mm-hmm. Knows a lot more about bears than um, your average human being does. And Polly can tell that this isn't bears. So she's wary because she doesn't quite know what they are. But she's not as nervous as she would be if they were bears. Okay. And Amber, Amber's as completely blissfully ignorant as ever. (laughs) As long as she has some food, she's okay. Amber's extremely distracted by the cooking. I'm not sure Amber has noticed them yet. All right. Mm. Yeah, Penelope's kind of chilling with everybody, but uh, close to Polly and Amber, giving them some snacks, things like that. They love the snacks. Polly wants all the snacks. Still hasn't learned to share. No, won't. Why? Why would she learn to share? Why? Who would teach her? <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, a good, that's a good point. <laughs> The Grand General of the Southern Peak stares around at the dimming veldt as if to ask, when did this happen? When did all this get here? So all of the mountains except for the last tooth um, melted about a hundred years ago. And so that's kind of why they're everywhere now. Mm. Mm. Everywhere. Yes. But still gone. Well, different. But kind of gone. Cobb kind of stirs the soup slash stew that everybody's making and turns to the general and just asks, so um, do you eat? Would you like some dinner? Do you need it? 
I don't need it. Do you want some? I think I do. Yes, please. And Cobb gets an extra little dish out for the general. And when the soup is ready, ladles a little bit out for the general, too. Yeah. It's a very nice soup. You still have fresh ingredients. And the general accepts the dish of soup and sits pensively cradling the bowl, staring at it for a bit. Ration and Cobb hands a variety of, of biscuit to the general. <laughs> uh, th- th- thank you. Thank you. Let, let it soak in the, in the stew for a bit. It, it'll, um, it's awkward if you don't. Mm, I see. You can really let it sit there for a long time, then you can kind of grind it up, and it's like there's more stuff in the soup than it is. But there's already a lot of stuff in this one, so maybe you don't need to. And he just kind of plops it into the soup. The Shadow Monarch makes a small gesture towards Sot, then gets up, and they uh, they go back to the covered wagon, and they kind of like emerge with a little basket, and they just kind of sit next to Sot, and with all the uh, ceremony of a beloved aunt or uncle slipping sweets to the little ones, just kind of surreptitiously... <laughs> Hands a pastry to Sot. Aww. Oh, the Shadow Monarch probably doesn't see a lot of children. No, they really don't. They haven't been around children for a very long time. That's so sweet. It's like... Yeah. Sot does look up at Cobb before accepting. Cobb gives him the uh, the go for it nod. And he just, yeah, he, he's got his sweet little pastry It's got some kind of jam in it. He seems quite happy. And the Shadow Monarch does share with everybody. Just wanted to give Sot one first. Mm -hmm. Gideon has pastry in one hand and soup in the other and is looking back and forth between them as if to say, I could. (laughs) Should I? I could. The answer is yes. You could. I could. But should I? Mm. But I could. Not for me, probably, but you let me know. Okay. And she does give the pastry a timid little dunk into the soup. And I mean, it must be good because she does return for another one. Penelope divides hers into three and uh, shares with her two uh, animal friends. Pollyanna wants both. Polly, Polly, here, here, this this one. Wants it. Polly, Polly, this one. That one too. Yes, and also that one. (laughs) Polly, Sherry. And also yours. <laughs> I think uh, Penelope had... S- All of them. Penelope had seen the, the dunking and dunks a tiny bit in the, in the... Here, Polly, there you go. Now you can have a little bit of soup too. Want to give that a try? I don't know if she likes it, maybe? <laughs> yeah, I mean, she eats it and then she tries to take the other one. <laughs> no, 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 no. And then Penelope just... You can't take, uh, but, you can't reason your way out of this. Penelope just shoves the piece of pastry in her mouth. Oh, it's all gone. <clears throat> there, Polly, it's all gone. Sorry. <laughs> it's the only way to win. <laughs> just Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> Amber likewise has completely scarfed <laughs> her little piece. Polly makes a huff, but I guess it's all gone. Oh wait, there's a basket. 
<laughs> is she going for the basket? Of course she is. Um, uh, uh, oh, uh, Monarch, um, you, you, oh. you might want to move the basket. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> um, it, she really wants it. <laughs> no, listen, my, okay. Give me it. Sorry. Um, and they look at Pollyanna and they're like, okay, you can have another one. These are for everyone. I'm going to give you one. You good? See, Polly? Pollyanna nods. Whoa. Okay. All right. It's been a while since I talked to a cloud elk, but every so often, and they hand Pollyanna a pastry all of her own, which uh, she does completely demolish. And there's one for Amber, too. Aw. Because Amber has started begging as well. You can, you can talk to them. Mm. I can talk to lots of things that I don't share a species with. Can you tell them that they're, they're both wonderful and I, I love them both? I can do that. Yeah. Thank you. Hey, come here, you. And they like, they reach down and like scoop Amber up. These, I definitely know how to talk to. <laughs> no troublemaker. She does like to get into things. And yeah, the monarch makes a couple like awkward little bleeding noises at Amber, then kind of nods toward Penelope. Thank you. And Amber bounces over, like when Amber is put down, she bounces over to Penelope to do a little hop onto Aww. Penelope's lap. Oh. And I think Penelope is petting Amber in, in her lap. And giving um, Polly chin scritches or, well, whatever, maybe the flank, whatever part she can reach of Polly as well yeah, yeah, to yeah. give scritches to Polly as well. The Grand General of the Southern Peak watches this with quiet interest, especially Pollyanna, because they are high altitude creatures, Cloud Elk. Maybe some used to live on the mountain. And... The Grand General quietly eats his soup. Uh, I think Penelope is going to roll a sensitivity to see if she notices the monarch's interest in in Polly. Yeah. One success, one edge. I mean, one success is probably enough to notice the, the watching, especially since she's been back and forth between you and the monarch. So have you you met many cloud elks before? Yes. Let me I can I can And the Grand General reaches out toward the heated rock that everyone is cooking on. And it begins to like swell until it is slowly so that nobody gets like jumped by it but until it is as big around as like a table and just a coating of orange red slowly spreads over it like rust mm. and in the rust there appear shapes Shapes made out of the dark and the bright and the stone in between. 
and you can see the view from what must have been a magnificent mounted peak. You can see a great valley spreading out into eternity. And from mountain to mountain, you see the silhouettes of cloud elk flying back and forth above this valley in the mist. That's beautiful. It was. Wow. Polly just like stares mesmerized for not Polly. Ah. <laughs> I mean, Take maybe Polly does as well. <laughs> huh. Maybe. But Penelope stares mesmerized by the, the scene. And then the, the scene changes and there's a sloped clearing with trees rising out of it and a small little cluster of cloud elk quietly grazing. The ground looks like it's covered in flowers, but the scene is in rusty monochrome. It's hard to tell exactly what color they were. I guess cloud elk have always loved clover. I'm guessing that might be clover. That was clover up my mountain, yes. I knew all of the plants, all of the animals on my mountain. Really? That's, that's amazing. It was my mountain. Did did you make the mountain or was it here? They kind of start at that. Like there's a little kind of uh, snapping to attention in their expression and in their posture. I don't remember making it. Might I have? Could I? Penelope kind of shrugs. I mean... I don't know exactly how mountains are created or or ended, so it's possible. Could I? <laughs> the amount of anxiety that I, Kathleen, am feeling right now. <laughs> Penelope's doing that thing when she's talking to Divas again. <laughs> she just loves to give them ideas. <laughs> She loves to do it. It's her favorite thing. <laughs> Did your mountain have a name? Mm-mm. My mountain. The Southern Peak. Hmm. What did you do there? I walked up, down the slopes, around the stones, through the woods. Summit in the mountain. I challenged them. I remember, yes. Mm. Those who wanted to summit my mountain had to speak with me first. I, I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. If it's your mountain, mm. they have to introduce themselves, say hello, right? Had to tell me why. And they did. To see if they were strong enough, some of them, to meet the demon 
some of them to see what it looks like from the top, some of them. But I had to meet them, yes. To find the elk, some of them. I did not know people could ride the elk. It's pretty sweet. <laughs> it's like riding, but even more so because you get like the elevation and it's just, whew. it's a thrill and a half. It's amazing. Um, you've met us. Did you like meeting people? Yes. I never left my mountain. But visitors always brought something new to think about. And then I had to protect it. Grand General looks up at this unbroken horizon and the sky above. Could I? I think I could. That'd be quite the undertaking. It would. Even, even for me, it would take a lot. Perhaps I could. Tissa shifts a little bit. Then why don't I? And the the Grand General kind of looks down at the, the bowl of soup and at his own hands. It used to be if I could do something and I wanted to do it, it happened. And I did it. Why haven't I remade my mountain, if I can? I don't know. I don't know either. Well, it's easy to say that you should do something, but those kind of projects are pretty big, even for someone like you. Mm. Rebuilding things takes uh, a lot of a lot of time and effort. Of many kinds. And would it be the same mountain? I don't know. Maybe it would be the same in every way that matters. Maybe. But even if it wasn't, it would still be worth it. And Cobb looks at the rest of the uh, the crew. Maybe. But there's also... So many things that are here now. 
You said that you liked it when people would bring you new things, new thoughts. This grass all around us is popping in and out of the other grass. And some of these things have roots that go really far deep and they're patient and other things are constantly trying to find a place for themselves. And um, there are beetles that only live in this grass. It's not the same anywhere. My mountain was like that. Yeah. I could not explain to people how the clover on the north face differed from the clover on the south. It just did differ. I don't know if they ever believed me. Hmm. Well, I mean, that makes sense. As you get more light on the south face. Mm-hmm. And that in Increases the growing, so it probably matures a little bit faster. But it dries out faster, too. That's true. Yes. The ones on the north would be longer. Huh. The clover on the north face is more patient. Hmm. And what about you? You seem like you've been patient. Mm. Yes. I am a demon, after all. Hmm. I've met demons who were a little less patient, I think. Hmm. This is true. I was less patient when I could only think of protecting the mountain. If I thought there was a threat, I would destroy it. Mm. In that instant. Maybe it was my patience that was lost. Along with my mountain. Hmm. What have you been doing before you met us? Walking. Hmm. Thinking. I do a lot of that. It's, when there's a world out there, you can just, um, you can always learn something more. Can come back to the same place and see how it changes. You can go to a new place and see how it's different. And I'm, I'm different, I guess. I don't have, well... I didn't have the home, I guess, but um, the whole world kind of got to be. To me, anyway, um, just every now, every now is just so completely full of things. It's, it's so completely full that I don't know if I've got room for everything that used to be there too, but hmm I don't know, I guess it's easy for me to walk forward 
It's really easy to walk forward. It is. It is harder to decide when to turn back. What do you want now? Hmm. I want my mountain. Yeah. But... Could I? And if not... I could learn this place. I just kind of found myself here. It's hard to say what I want. Tissonauts. Shadow Monarch by this point is like 12 bread rolls deep. They just keep going back to the covered wagon and getting themselves more food and sharing it, but eating it. I think uh, Penelope is also kind of keeping on par. (laughs) It's like... Every time she sees the Shadow Monarch go back, it's like, hmm. <laughs> also getting another role. Yeah, why not? What I've always wondered is if there are things that grow here that used to grow here or are working their ways up. Because sometimes plants are patient. But seeds are really, really patient. Yes. And the Grand General closes his eyes. Thanks. Yes. Yes? A long time ago. A long time ago, there was a grove of trees. I think they were far from here. But... Their seeds have been waiting. I think for a fire. Mm. It's been a time since I saw a fire on the mountain. These grasses are different because fire happens out here too sometimes. Mm. And it burns everything real, real fast. But that's why the roots are so deep. So they can pop right back up. Ah. I did not know that. Yeah. One time, when I first came out here, I was digging for roots. And I I thought I found a tuber, but it was just a really thick grass, and it was going down and down, and I think I gave up. Because it was getting mm, more than my arm, and that was too much. Because then you can't reach. Also, it's a lot of work, but yeah. I think at this, Penelope is like kind of looking at her arm and trying to figure out, like, how big of a root could I? <laughs> how big of a root could I get? <laughs> Is that the biggest root you've ever seen, Tessa? The biggest grass root? Uh, well, they're not like big, big, but they go down and down and down. Oh. 
as almost as deep as some trees. <laughs> hmm. But the felt, depending on, well, it changes a lot in the seasons and rains, fires. There are some animals that change it in their own ways, too. I suppose we're doing that elsewhere. Yeah, I guess that's... I mean, I know back in Northridge, it's changed a bit around the area because with our farms, some of the plants that had been there before aren't necessarily in the village. But they pop up now and then. It is normal for creatures to impact their environment. Am I a creature? Hmm. I have to admit I'm a creature, and so I kind of think about things creature-like. Hmm. I do not know if I am. But I do think... That us and you and the monarch and maybe even the 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 Dallas and the spirits and the weather, maybe we're not all creatures, but I think that we all talk to each other and we all affect each other and sometimes it's fast and sometimes it's slow. Because the winds all interact with each other, and the winds all know about what the ground is doing, and the currents all know about what the coast is doing. And that's a conversation too, isn't it? Yes. Yes, it is. The winds on my mountain knew all about the shape of my mountain. And the trees knew all about the path the wind coughed through them. And the birds knew all about the shapes the trees had taken. And the insects knew all about where the birds could be found. And the plants knew about which insects were where. Well, then maybe they're still here. Somewhere. Maybe not as you remember, but... Cobb looks around. Well, it... It may not be as tall as it used to, but... It's the same soil under your feet. The same rocks. Why not the wind and the trees? Well, none of us can really fight against change that much. And Tissa leans back and leans forward a little bit. Mm. Is that what we're doing? Just getting used to change again and again. 
Well, when it's all the time, you don't have to be that used to it, I think. Or at least that's how I think I used to think. Maybe that's how I still think. It's different. I was on my own for a really, really long time. Gideon has been looking back and forth between Tissa and the Grand General for a while now, actually. <laughs> you two do kind of talk alike. <laughs> I guess. Wait. Tissa, are you a demon? I don't think so. You'd probably know if you were, right? I think I'd know. I mostly know. Hmm. How does one feel when one's a demon, as opposed to not a demon? That's a good question. How does one feel when one is a human? Huh. Sore and hungry a lot. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, that's not an exclusive human thing, the Shada Monarch says through a mouthful of soup. <laughs> There's always so many things. Sometimes there are too many things. Yeah. Shout out Monarch Shrugs. (laughs) (laughs) Were there things that brought you joy and and happiness? Did you have favorite things? Mm -hmm. I had favorite things. Hmm. I think they're all gone. I guess that is the hazards of living for eons. Yes. Things do shift. I guess not a bad thing, just a thing one encounters. Watching the elk fly, that was nice. It is a beautiful sight. There's a lot of places elk live, but um, a lot of them are way out west. Oh. West? Mm-hmm. That's, uh, that's where I, I encountered Polly here. And Penelope gives another little uh, scritch to Polly. Yeah, and Polly kind of gives you a nuzzle. Well, sometimes you have to go see something else. Be someone else. Be somewhere else. And maybe you'll find that you like it there. Or maybe after you're done, you'll come back and you'll like it here. And the Grand General looks back and forth between the two enormous rusty bears and nods and shoves himself up into a standing position. Thank you. you have pleasant travels then Mm. do you know when you would be setting out I I I think he meant now he has a now look about him we were talking about patience and I'm not exhibiting any 
Well, maybe you've just been exhibiting it for a very long time. Yeah, that's what I would say. Can't be infinite. something that is not my mountain, but maybe is close to it. Yeah. Good luck. Thank you. Do you need anything for your journey? No. I am a demon. But thank you. Right. (laughs) Right, right. I wish you luck. May you find what you're looking for. And the Grand General gives a stiff bow and in perfect sync, both of those bears lower their heads. And then the three of them walk off into the growing darkness over the veldt to disappear behind a tree not broad enough to hide them. That's so cool how they can do that. And the Shadow Monarch just stares straight ahead at the stony table that was left behind by the Grand General. Deep in thought. And with that, I believe it's memory time. I liked the, like, tableau, the pictures uh, that were appearing on on the rock as the stories were being told. I'm like picturing almost like in the style of cave paintings, kind of <laughs> like, mm, yeah. I, I really like that. And then I just liked it as the very like philosophical um, conversation. One of the things that I enjoy about playing Tissa is getting to be simultaneously extremely metaphorical and extremely literal. <laughs> That's, yeah. yeah, that's something that we love about Tessa. Yeah, it's, it's good. Yes, I, I, I really enjoy Tissa uh, helping Cobb fill in the gaps there because I've been melting a little slowly <laughs> here over the last few. So I, I appreciate Tissa saying some of the stuff that Cobb wanted to say. Oh, good. I thought you all did a wonderful job, I think. Aw. Man, I was so nervous when I was like, could I? I could try, and and I was like, oh no. Oh no, Penelope's talking to demons again. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he could. He could. Uh, Penelope giving all the ideas. He absolutely could. I'm like, wow, should he? Hmm. He'd be fucking up a habitat. Yeah, I'm guessing it would cause um, some, uh, yeah, changes in the habitat, to put it mildly. Yeah, I mean, it was catastrophic to melt the mountains. It would not be great to put them back, <laughs> but dang. <laughs> Penelope's just like, well, why not have your mountain again? I don't see a problem. Not very great at foresight. Alas. I did appreciate Cobb making himself pull out the hospitality. It's like, I know, I know the thing that I'm supposed to do here. Yeah, that was nice. Cobb has a lot of empathy for them. This one, 
a lot. Well, it's easier to connect with people when um, you are not worried about having to convince him that you're not a threat to his mountain. Yeah, that's true. Oh, wow. I spaced out. It's time to say goodbye to the listener, everybody. It is. It is. I completely... Thank you all for playing with me this week, everyone. Mm -hmm. It was a pleasure. Yeah. And thank you for listening, listener. We think you're the greatest. If you'd like to say hi to us, you can do that on Twitter at PeachGardenRPGs or at our website, PeachGardenGames.com. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can also find us on our Heroic Discord, which is in the pinned tweet on our Twitter. Mm -hmm. Come join us. Come have fun with us. Come tell us how cool you think the doe dog is. (laughs) (laughs) It'll be great. Uh, (laughs) Good night. Good night, everybody. Good night, everyone. member of the Rainbow Roll Network. Rainbow Roll. Our Our stories are our voices. voices.